Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind, Movement, Health podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and this week I'm super excited because I have another amazing guest expert on the show, Therese Fortin-Barnes. Now, Therese is a household toxins health specialist and coach and owner of the Green Living Gurus and Teas Organics. Now, she helps you reduce your exposure to toxins and ease the overwhelm and nerves around chemicals. She guides you into creating a non-toxic home to reduce the risk of illnesses and toxic poisoning and increases the odds of a long, healthy, vital life. So in our conversation today, we talk about toxins and chemicals. Where can we get rid of them out of our home? What is the exposure doing to our body? How is it increasing our cancer risk? And so much more. I think this is a really important topic. I myself, you know, over the years have slowly gotten rid of as many toxins as I can. And I'm really passionate about this area because it affects our health so much. But it's one of those silent, you know, underlying things that we don't even realize. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and let's have a listen in. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle. And welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. and welcome back to the podcast. Therese, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's so great to have you on. You're welcome. I'm so happy to be here on another continent, but <laughs> yeah. here we are. Modern technology, right? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. Now, today we're diving into toxins, which I know you're a specialist, household toxins in particular. But before we dive in, can you share with listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah, I have a different story because so many people get into this uh, non-toxic lifestyle when they have an issue or a health problem or something in their life caused them to realize how many toxins are affecting our bodies. And I actually grew up this way. And I was one of the odd ones. I was, I don't know what they say in uh, Australia, but uh, when you are like a health nut back in the 60s and 70s, they called you a granola head. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. I, go figure. But uh, yeah, so I'm 60 now. So in the 60s, in the United States, a lot of the fast foods were coming to be, and that's probably across the world for that matter. Burger King, McDonald's, you know, pizza. And my mother said, nope, you are not eating that junk food. And we are not cleaning with that junk that they are putting on the market, thinking that uh, they clean the house with all of this. And really, she had us cleaning with baking soda and water and soap and vinegar. So I grew up this way, as I said. So then when I went to college, I wanted to open up a large supermarket that uh, in the United States, we know it as Whole Foods. 
I did not come out of college doing that. I came out as a party planner because I was planning parties left and right. (laughs) And for 38 years, I've been planning parties as a business. And But through the course of that, I've been helping people detox their homes, get rid of chemicals, realize where they're all coming from. I know two opposite spectrums of the world, parties (laughs) and health, right? But that's me. That's who I am. And so in 2020, actually just prior to the pandemic, I decided I wanted to slowly get into what I really set my life out to do. And that was to help people detox their homes. I studied. I mean, I've been studying for 30 years, I 40, 50 years, whatever. I've read every book. I've taken courses. And I've helped hundreds of people with their issues in their homes, whether they have had cancer or other illnesses that toxins could potentially be affecting them. So here I am at age 60 and doing what I absolutely love. Well, that's amazing. And that just means you have so much wisdom and experience in this area, which is fantastic. Now, with toxins, can you explain a little bit about what toxic overload is and why people should be concerned about it? So, so we, we have the most important thing for people to understand is the amount of chemicals that are in our world these days. Unfortunately, in the United States, and I'm sure this is across the world World. because these toxins are everywhere. Uh, they're worse in the United States because we have less regulations, but toxic overloaders when your body is uh has so many our bodies can only do so much right we they're amazing how how much toxins we can fend off and avoid but what if you have toxic overload what can start happening it can weaken your immune system it can uh cause hormone imbalance there's so many chemicals out there that they affect your hormones they can cause brain fog they can cause sore little things as sore throats. They can uh, potentially cause weight gain uh, and cancer, which is there's so many carcinogens out there. Infertility has been known if, to uh, be an issue if you have uh, too many chemicals in your body. Endocrine disruptors is what I was trying to get at. There's so many chemicals that affect your endocrine system, which is basically sends your hormones into an imbalanced imbalanced state. So, and the problem is these chemicals are not just in our cleaning supplies, our food, uh, but they're also in our skin care and our hair care and our nail care. And if you're a man, it's in, you know, all your products as well. So the load on our bodies is just increasing throughout the years because the amount of chemicals that we're either ingesting um, taken in uh, orally or affecting us just by the air that we're breathing. Mm, which is a lot. And I know a number of it years is. ago, I started cutting out a lot of chemicals and it can become a bit overwhelming when you're first starting to look at, you know, your food packets or your, you know, beauty products and things. You turn over the back and you're like, this is just full of junk. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's it's mind boggling to when you start really realizing how many are out there and how many products that they are actually in. Yeah. 
And if somebody's listening in and they're like, this is sounding what, you know, something like I need to do, where do you recommend people first start? Well, the most important thing that I always tell everybody is that start slow. Don't dive in and go through all your cupboards and throw everything away. Although I've known many people to do that. <laughs> and I love that's one of my favorite things to do with people in their homes because they really want to change quickly, but it can be overwhelming. And so you first of all, you start slow and you uh, maybe start in one room at a time and take it one step at a time. Uh, maybe you're the, the first product when I go through somebody's home, whether it's virtual or I'm there, the first one I look at is your laundry detergent, your laundry soap. What are you using to clean your clothes, which basically you're living in all day because you're either in clothes or you're in your bed. And those chemicals that could potentially be getting into your body, whether it's through your skin or you're breathing in the fumes from those those fragrances that we all know and uh, smell all the time. And people are almost addicted to some of these smells because they grew up with them. But those, those, that's the probably the first thing that you should look at, that you can reduce your toxic load by a lot by eliminating the uh the first of all the fragrance in any of those products and then starting to look at those ingredients that you are washing your sheets, your clothes, your pillowcases and and look and see what you are using because that that's a big that's the biggest switch you can make. Yeah. And I think that's a, like you said, it's probably the biggest bang for your buck if you're being exposed to it all the time as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. So tell us a little bit more about fragrance. Cause I know when I think of fragrance, I think of perfumes and deodorant mm. sprays and those types of things. And I don't wear them anymore. I wear a, a natural paste deodorant. Um, and I don't wear fragrances mm. only very occasionally because I have, you know, multiple bottles of perfume have been gifted over the years. But I do find, you know, when people are wearing them, especially if you're going into a room or an elevator or whatever, it can hit you like straight away um, and yes. be really overpowering sometimes too. Yes. Uh, once you start realizing that that fragrance is an unnatural fragrance, you become so much more in tune, aware of it. I mean, my husband and I walk all the time and I have him so in tune to laundry soap and he'll walk by going, oh, that is just atrocious, that smell. But it's, the, so at least in the United States, because I don't, of course, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the, the world, but the word fragrance can be on any product and they don't not, they don't have to tell you what is in that word fragrance. And that's an old law from Chanel number five in the 1940s. It's a trade secret. So is that also something in Australia? I'm not quite sure. But if you see the word fragrance on any product, I would question it. What are those chemicals that is making up fragrance? Fragrance, there, there is no natural ingredients in fragrance. Essential oils, yes, but not uh, artificial fragrance. Perfume, perfume. 
you really should look into that wherever you are uh, in whatever country, because that, at least in the United States, the ingredients and fragrance is so toxic and overloaded with uh, chemicals. And some of them are cancer causing chemicals. So that is uh, a huge factor when you look at anything. So whatever you're buying, whether it's shampoo, um, deodorant, lotion, if there's any smell to it whatsoever, question it. Because uh, it's, it, it's, it's not natural. So I, we we have almost everything fragrance-free. If I want fragrance in anything, I'm very into essential oils. I will make my own, I actually have my own line of all-purpose cleaner. I make my own all-purpose cleaner with seven different essential oils. And everybody that buys it, I, does, I can't sell it in the uh, Australia right now, but um, it's it's just an all that those are the natural scents that you should be looking for cinnamon clove lemon those are real scents not these fake ones where they say uh scented with essential oils i mean those are just red flags when they say scented with or uh, all natural because they're hiding they're trying to make you believe that it's healthy for you but it's really not and it seems to be, well, I don't know, fragrance seems to be in so many things. Um, my girls have just turned eight and 10. And so for their birthdays, people have been giving them um, bath bombs and, you know, bubble bath mm. and, or you know, um, lip balms and things like that. And <laughs> I will look at the back and be like, um, no, probably not a good idea to have this, you know, one. Yes. And I feel terrible, but also at the same time, even when a lot of those things are still in their packaging, you can smell it coming out of the packaging. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I look at those bath bombs because I know how girls love them and teenagers and they, the marketing company knows that they're marketing towards these young girls that love these scents. I get this all the time from mothers and actually my nieces and nep- my nieces that are always like, but I love the smell. I'm like, yeah, but Maddie, look at what you're putting on your skin. Look, it's a hard battle because you're battling the marketing and your mother. If you can start to show them maybe some of the ingredients in some of these things, and look at what look at these chemicals that they're putting into this bath bomb uh, or your lotion or your hairspray or your uh, shampoo. So it's a difficult, uh, it's really hard for parents. And I just know me as being an aunt and I've helped many people with their children who don't want to listen. But if you get them to start reading some of the labels and just, just like you would at, on a, food container, hopefully you're reading what you're eating, because basically if you're putting it on your skin, near your skin, it's going into your body. Mm. And segueing to food, uh, being a nutritionist, I know there's a lot of (laughs) added, you know, chemicals Mm. and, you know, starches and all these different types of stabilizers into foods that are essentially toxics and, you know, chemicals as well. Are there some big sort of ticket things when it comes to food that you sort of tell people to avoid? 
Well, processed foods, of course, is something you want to stay away from, especially ultra processed foods. So you really want to be cautious of how many things you're eating that are in a box with added ingredients, not your natural ingredients. You want to be careful of anything that says natural flavors. They think they're making you think that those are, again, natural flavors in food is sort of like fragrance in consumer products. They do not have to tell you, at least in the US, they do not have to tell you what are those natural flavors, but they know it's a catchphrase. Any word, if they put natural on anything, definitely question it because they're using these words to catch our eye so we buy the product. So the the biggest thing is trying to stay away from processed foods. So many processed foods have then added sugars and it just, the, the laundry list of things that goes with it is not great. Now, I understand it's hard to stay away from anything in a box or a carton or whatnot, but you try to try to buy things with the least amount of ingredients as possible and not something that's just loaded with 30 different things that your body has to process that somehow. And just like it, you know, any anything you put in your body it or on your body, somehow it's got to get out of your body. And our organs are over overloaded with chemicals because of all these different processed foods and chemicals in all of the other products that we're using in our houses. Yeah. And I know um, we've even, you know, with my girls, they're always attracted at the supermarket to, you know, the M&Ms and the Smarties and all the colors in the foods, of course, yes. which is, you know, again, part of, my, part of the marketing. Um, but, you know, I've told them, you know, how many toxins and chemicals are, are in those colors. Um, and there are natural alternatives, like I can get a natural alternative to a sprinkle and stuff, um, which I do. But I think, you know, even that can be difficult for parents when you've got kids going, oh, but look at the pretty colors. Can we get them? And you're like, oh, actually, no, it's not good for us. Yes, I know. It's a very, it's a hard battle for parents. I, I understand that. It's difficult. If you can get them more involved with the process of buying foods and slowly showing them, look at these ingredients. Let's start looking up some of these ingredients. What is monosodium glutamate? What is triglycerin? What is, what are these ingredients? Get them to look them up. Ask them, you know, they're, they're wizards on the, internet right and let's let's what is this 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 paraben what is this chemical that we're putting on our skin and get them involved to do a little of the investigation instead of you trying to tell them like oh this is not good for us they'll read they'll read online and they'll see like oh my god this is horrible this is something that could uh make my periods longer. This could give me acne. This could give me, this could be weight, causing weight gain. Let them start seeing some of the scientific research that's out there and there's plenty of it. So that's what I would say to parents, get them a little bit more involved, do a little, let them do a little bit of the research. Yeah, well, we have a um, app here in Australia, which I'm not sure again if they've got it overseas, but it's called Chemical Maze. 
And so you can literally just put in the number or the name of the chemical and it'll pop up and it'll tell you whether or not it's safe. Um, they do like a green, yellow and red system, um, but it also will tell you the side effects of it, where it, whether it's respiratory or stomach upsets or linked to cancer or whatever. So there's been quite a number of times where, you know, I'll say to my girls, okay, let's look this up. And it might be something like caramel color and it's popped up and told us that it's derived from petroleum. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, it's petrol. It's derived from petrol. Like if we eat this, we're putting that into our body. And they're like, oh no, that's terrible. Like we definitely don't want to eat that. So um, that's a great app. I'm not sure what there is around the world, but I'm sure there's equivalents of those too. There, there are, there is equivalent of those here too, but I like that app. That sounds awesome. Chemical maze. Yeah. It's, and it's, uh, does food and it also does beauty products too. So it does cover a, a range of products. So that's always fantastic. I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know about the Empowered Self Summit that will run from October 9 to 11. It's hosted via a private podcast feed to take your learning and listening on the go. Now, this is a free three-day event that will help you take small sustainable steps towards a healthier, happier, and more empowered self. And I'm so excited to be one of the guest presenters in the summit. So for all the details and to sign up for this amazing event, head on over to the podcast show notes and join me and so many other amazing guest speakers for this great event. But we touched on, you know, the link before to disease and cancer. Uh, What are some of the, you know, chemicals that we should look out for? How can we reduce our toxic load so it can help reduce our risk of cancer? Well, that's a loaded question because there's 80,000 chemicals on the market, right? It's, it's, it's just nonstop and they're coming out. Then they'll ban one and they come out with, they just change the ingredient a little bit and change the name and you just don't know. And it's a, just a, it's a double-edged sword here in the United States. It's just horrible how it is. The, the the one thing I tell everybody is that you really have to read your labels. You turn that bottle around before you buy anything and look at those ingredients. First of all, if you can't pronounce them, is that something you want to put on your body? If you don't under, I mean, my my we we sort of have a rule. If there's more than five ingredients in something, it's probably not good for you. But there's the fragrance is the number one number one you can avoid so many chemicals if you just avoid that word fragrance that's that's i mean people send me pictures of products all the time and i scan and i see ingredients i'm like horrible horrible uh fragrance don't even have to look anymore and that's it get rid of it and so that's that's what I would recommend to everybody. I mean, I have a guide called the top toxins to avoid and it's ever changing Hmm. and it's, it's nonstop because they're, they're, they're flipping this for flipping the, for that. And with over 10,000 chemicals and not all chemicals are bad, but you really need to pay attention to what you're buying, read that label especially in consumer products, especially in cleaning supplies, uh, because there's, there's at least here, there's not a lot of regulations. Like you can put anything you want into some of these products and 
you are self-regulating. So you really, we have to be our own health advocates. We have to be the ones to be uh, diligent in making sure that we are being the consumer to pick these products that are not loaded with all these toxins. Yeah, and I think you're right too, because there are some regulations in place, but at the end of the day, whether or not it's the food system or the beauty system or pharmaceuticals, their industry is to make money. So often Mm -hmm. a lot of the laws are created by people within the industries to protect them and the money rather than the consumers that are buying the products. Exactly, exactly. Well, even recently, I know there was a number of studies that came out. They did a big study on uh, artificial sweeteners, you know, Mm. looking at the other studies that had been done and showing that there are links to cancer. Now, this made it into the media, but only sort of just, you know, on the edges. This, you know, sort of research has been there for years showing these links. And it's not new knowledge, but even then they're not saying it's definitive and you should avoid it. They're just saying, oh, just reduce your intake. So, you know, from, you know, the food industry, I look at that and go, I tell all my clients, avoid them, you know, cut them out. Don't just reduce your intake, just get rid of them. But it's interesting that they still continue to be put into products, even with the links that come out, because they never want to, you know, eliminate them completely because it's making too many businesses too much money. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you. And artificial sweeteners. It's very hard for the body to digest that. And uh, the gut microbiome, which I'm sure you've spoken about many times, and how to how hard it is for our, our bodies to process the artificial sweeteners, in addition to every other junk that is coming into your body through other sources. So um, especially artificial sweeteners with young children, it's very hard for their bodies to, they have to work extra hard to get these artificial ingredients out of their bodies and their organs are over overloaded, overtaxed. So. Yeah. And segueing to household, I know you're, you do a lot of work with uh, indoor air quality and mm. I don't think that's an area people think about. My husband is uh, a building designer and a few years mm. ago he got into passive house and I'm not sure if that's big in America, but essentially what they do is they use a mechanical ventilation system in the houses so that you're constantly getting a turnover of air and it's environmental, you know, better, um, less changes in air temperature and then better air quality. How do you work with people to help improve air quality? So especially since COVID, uh, the indoor air quality of everyone's homes because they think they need to bring in more chemicals to clean, to kill the viruses. <laughs> and it drove me a little crazy because it's like, oh my God, you're trapped in your home. It's like you're in, I hate to say it, but it's like they're in a coffin with chemicals and you can't, nobody's opening their windows. Everybody's scared. That's the exact opposite of what everybody should have been doing. But uh, in in the United States, indoor air in our home is somewhere between two more polluted, two to a hundred times more polluted than the outdoor air. People think the outdoor air is polluted. It's your indoor air is really the problem of what you're breathing all day long. Again, it's what you're cleaning with, what your laundry detergent is, because that, that's outgassing no matter what, uh, what you're um, bringing in, whether it's candles 
Uh, I Whenever I buy anything, sneakers, anything like that, they're outside for at least a few days to outgas. Mm. So plastics, shower curtains, all those smells can outgas into your home, any type of plastic. And so the indoor air quality, I'm big on indoor air quality monitors. So I have a monitor that tells me it's a great monitor from Woohoo. And it tells me what potentially it'll alert me like, oh, you're, 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 um, well, I don't, we don't have many VOCs, but usually it's when we turn on our guest stove, uh, it'll alert me like you open up your window. And I'm like, Tom, open up the window. So indoor air quality is so important. And, and what can you do about it? First, reduce your toxins. Second, there's plenty of uh, air purifiers as well. And we've had a bad season here with uh, wildfires up in mm. Canada that have come down that people are starting to realize that, wow, we need to clean our air in our home because you're if you're stuck in your home and you can't open up the windows because of these air air fires, air, um, wildfires. So cleaning your indoor air is one of the biggest things that I try to help people with at the very beginning of any time I help them detox their home because you want the cleanest air possible in your home. But people don't know that because they can't, they they don't know your their air is bad until they start to get clean air and then they realize how much better they're feeling and sleeping and um, breathing. Yeah, well, we've got um, a couple of air purifiers in our house and we got them a few years ago before before COVID and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And we swear by them. I reckon we sleep better because we've got one in our bedroom um, yes. and the air quality is definitely better. And uh, it just helps as well. I think, you know, with allergies, I'm an asthmatic, you know, I have allergies to dust and all the rest of it. And I definitely noticed, noticed a huge improvement with that too. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing that we noticed uh, my husband said I snore, but he really was a snorer. <laughs> we don't we don't snore anymore. Mm. I mean, I had to kick him so hard so many times, and now <laughs> it's like it's a purr. I can live with a purr, yeah. uh, but that's you know because you're you're breathing clean air all through the night, and it's really remarkable. It's so much better for your health. Yeah. And I, again, I think, you know, people think about what they might put in their body and on their body, but they probably really don't think about air quality and especially not air quality in the house. I would say most people would open up the windows, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. to like sort of air out the house as such, but that's probably to the extent of it. Yeah. I mean, take your shoes off when you come in the house, definitely clean, clean your, uh, if you have window units for your air conditioners, clean those filters constantly. If you have uh, ceiling fans, clean the top of those ceiling fans regularly. Um, those are simple things. If you have a well, you, if you have a furnace, get make sure you're cleaning the filters in your furnace as well. If it's forced air, so simple things like that. If air, or if you're dry, cl- bringing home dry cleaning take that plastic off and let it air out outside before you bring that in your home. Those are, those are some just really rules of thumb things to help with your indoor air quality. And what about people that have open fires? Because here Mm. in Victoria, you know, we're about half an hour away from the the hills or the bush as we call it. And Mm -hmm. lots of people love their, you know, open air fires in their house. 
Yeah, I, I you know I don't know a ton about that. I know it's important you're not buying treated wood, so you're not burning wood that's been treated, and you're blowing chemicals into your house. So I um I'd be careful. I I, I again I would have an air purifier. Yeah, and uh, monitor and an air quality monitor, mon- or air quality monitor monitoring what what you're blowing into your house that would concern me especially if anybody's having any uh asthma or breathing issues yeah well i think that's they do say it's one of the concerns here in winter when everybody has their fires going that asthmatics Mm -hmm. you know it's much harder for them to breathe especially if you're living in those areas because there's so many so much more air pollution coming from the fires yes yep yep nope i agree which is probably um, if you guys are having fires over there, it, the air quality, do you know what I mean, for people that suffer asthma and stuff would be much harder as well. Absolutely. T- absolutely. Much tougher on them for sure. Now, tell us a little bit, a bit about Tease Organics and your company that you have. Yeah. So Tease Organics, it's an all-purpose cleaner and it's purified water, organic vinegar, and seven essential oils. And for that, for, for anybody listening in Australia, you can make your own all-purpose cleaner. Go online and look and see. There's so many different recipes out there. At and experiment with it a little bit. It has to be in a glass jar, uh, a dark glass jar, because that holds the integrity of the uh, essential oils. It's because the sun can affect essential oils, or or not sun, but the daylight. So. You don't need 20 different things to clean your house with. I like to say, go back to what our parents or our grandparents did back in the uh, 20s and 30s and 40s. They cleaned with vinegar, water, and soap. Not all these chemicals that are killing good bacteria, polluting our air, potentially causing uh, health issues, breathing issues. So make start looking into it it's fun when you do it it's just experiment with a little bit there's you know i have seven essential oils in mine and i experiment and now i i um i i used to make it for family and friends and then i couldn't even keep up with just doing it for the fun of it they're like you need to sell this so now that's why i'm selling my teas organic so i have an all papers cleaner i have a refill uh, jar and then I have three uh what we call room sprays. They're room sprays or locker or sneakers or um hockey bags, whatever your case anywhere you find a little stink in a car maybe. So yeah, well that's amazing. We have a um room spray just for the toilet, but it's made from essential yeah. oils. Um yeah. and it works amazingly <laughs> better than exactly. like the fragrance ones that you see or the ones that you plug into the wall that are like oh. you know they go off automatically horrible they're horrible for you absolutely get rid of those get rid yeah. of them get rid of all that <laughs> any of that stuff that you're trying to make your air in your house smell better start learning about essential oils and get rid of all those toxic chemicals that you're breathing in 
Yeah. And um, I have a um, just a central oil diffuser that I <laughs> use in the studio. Um, just, you know, because sometimes when people have been working out and sweating and it doesn't always, you know, smell amazing, I can pop that on in the corner. And I usually put on something like, you know, a citrus blend or a peppermint or something that's Love overpowering but you know most people will comment and just be like oh it smells so fresh in here or I love that you know citrus smell because it usually reminds them of you know eating citrus or or brings up a nice memory as well yes yes that's great those are great that's a great thing diffusers are wonderful absolutely to bring a fresh scent into your house uh and I also studio yeah and I also found getting a diffuser it didn't feel because you know with essential oils you're often like I don't know how much to use or how to use it but with the diffuser it was simple you just put a few drops in with some water and it does the job so I think that was a really easy way for me to start anyway yeah absolutely I mean and then once you start understanding essential oils there's some that can relax you lavender there's some that can energize you peppermint so it all, you know, it, it's it's fun to experiment with essential oils to start learning about them all and how they all have these amazing properties as well. So that's fun that you do that at the studio. Yeah, and clients like it. And as you said, I've got my nice little collection that I can uh, play around with, which is mm-hmm. always good. Now, Absolutely. I always finish off the podcast by asking my guest if there's one piece of health advice that you could give to our listeners that they could go off and instigate straight away after listening, what would it be? So it would be, I mean, I'm going to repeat this again because I said it before, but it would be reading your labels. You have to read your labels. You have to know your ingredients and read your labels. Now you don't have to know all the ingredients, but what you start will what you will start noticing is a lot of the uh common ingredients are always on the label of especially uh personal care products and cleaning supplies. I am also one more thing, I'm also a hundred percent for organic food. The most you can possibly do, buy organic. If you can't buy all organic, buy at least organic food that has soft skin, strawberries, blueberries, anything that can soak in. You know, bananas, okay, maybe you don't can't, or oranges. But that is key with the organic food, you know, slowly making your switch into getting those chemicals out of your food Uh, system as well. So I would say definitely read your labels and start knowing your ingredients. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the organic food too, because I think organic is one of those areas where you have a lot of experts come out and say, it's not really that important. And then you have a lot of experts say, it is that important. Um, I eat, we eat organic as much as we can. Sometimes things are just way too expensive and we, you know, can't afford it in certain areas. But I do tend to look for um, the dirty dozen and the clean 15 and always recommend that people start with that because, like you said, those softer foods that are are more, you know, able to absorb more of those chemicals when they're being sprayed can make a big difference. Uh, But I found personally going to the local farmer's market, um, you know, speaking to the farmer, um, because a lot of the time here, I'm not sure about America, but it's very strict regulations to be Mm -hmm. organic. And sometimes the farmers may be doing everything 
pretty much, you know, organic, but they can't get that final tick. Mm -hmm. So if you can actually talk to the grower themselves, know that it's local, know what they're using. um, I found that that's been a really great way to know what we're eating. And then also it's actually been not so expensive buying organic because it is coming from a local supplier. No, that's great. And that's the exact way it's here in the United States too. So absolutely ask your farmer. We have a farmer's market here and I have two farms that I go to, little ones. They're too little to get certified. So uh, I I visited the farms even and seen their practices. And it's quite amazing to see how much time and effort goes into growing. And it's so wonderful that if you get a chance to visit one of the farms, I would do it. And usually they will let you. The ones that don't want you to visit the farm are the ones that are spraying all the chemicals. (laughs) That's a red flag right there. But they... um, it's so fun to see how they take care of their farm and how they, their different systems they use to grow organic, whether they're certified or not. And definitely farmer's market's the way to go. Yeah. Well, I know even here with the cost of living going up so much, I've actually been surprised. Usually you will pay a little bit more, you know, to get like, I get our meat from a a local um, farmer and that as well. And usually it's a bit more expensive, but I have noticed more recently with the cost of living going up, it's actually been the same or actually even a fraction cheaper than say the supermarket prices. So that's been interesting too. That's great. Absolutely. Now, where can listeners reach out and connect with you? So my website is thegreenlivinggurus.com. And everything is on there from all my social media to I have a podcast as well. Uh, I have a store on Amazon. I don't, I'm sure people could even look in there and find some. of. I have a lot of products that I just things that I just believe are better than the products that are out there that are uh, have too many chemicals in them. So we try to find products that really are that we either use or we believe in. And uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere that um, everywhere that you uh, social media, you'll find me put it that way. So and I'm pretty accessible too. awesome. And um, what's the name of your podcast? And just share a little bit with our listeners as well, if you'd like. Sure. Yeah, my podcast is Green Living with Tea. And that's T-E-E. And uh, I've had probably similar amounts of podcasts you've had, Kate, because I'm nearing 200. Did you get to 200 yet? Not quite. I'm at 179. So getting close. Oh, that's about what I'm at, too. I love it. So you probably, did you start in 2020? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, my gosh. So we're, we're neck and neck. I love it. So I'll have to get you on my podcast, too, by the way. And uh, yeah, so my podcast, Green Living with Tree Tea, and I'm on every every um, platform out there. Awesome. Well, we'll link that all up in the show notes too, so listeners can awesome. uh, head there for the links. But thank you so much for coming on to the show today and sharing so much. I know this is an area that people often ask me about, and I think it's an area, you know, a client recently, um, you know, I told her about the Chemical Maze app and she started going through and she was like, oh, my husband's just like, this is going to be so expensive if we change everything over. And, you know, and I said to her, just just do it one product at a time, you know, just as you Absolutely. run out of something, replace it with something something better. Yes, absolutely. One product at a time, one step at a time. Don't get overwhelmed for sure. Amazing. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Kate. And Kate, thanks for everything you're doing out there in the world as well. Thank you.
Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.